Well, good morning. It's great to be here. It's my privilege to be here to uh, preach on a Sunday. I am uh, Pastor Mary Ellen Steinkraus, and I'm the visitation pastor here at Community of Grace. And I usually prepare and give messages at, uh, to the homebound in uh, senior living facilities around the White Bear Lake community. I go to about six of them a month now. And where I either lead a church service uh, with communion or a service of the word. And I usually deliver a 10-minute message each time. So giving a 20-minute message is a challenge for me. So I think I need to pray for myself. <laughs> I would like to pray the words that David prayed in Psalm 19. May the words of my mouth and my, the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Well, I have practiced this message over the last month, and every time it comes out differently. So we will see what happens today. Um, this is a continuation of the sermon series entitled, Wise Guys, the Wisdom of Proverbs. The main focus today is Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 8. This happens to contain a very favorite verse of mine, verses 5 and 6. Actually, two verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make our path straight. I actually, if you believe this, had put these words on the walls on both sides of my stairway leading upstairs in my house. Going up is verse 5. Going down, it continues with verse 6. It always reminds me of who is really in control, and that is certainly not me. King Solomon wrote these words and used them to teach his son wisdom. I always love the story of King Solomon. Even though I grew up Catholic and we did not make reading and studying the Bible a priority, uh, I remember reading the story, or at least hearing the story, and I was always impressed by it. The story goes something like this, as recorded in the book of 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon had just become king, and he had a dream one night that God came to him and wanted to know what he would ask, ask God for now that he was king. In fact, God said this, ask for whatever you want me to give you. It's pretty generous. Solomon had been faithful up to this point to follow the example of King David, but he was a little nervous about taking over after his father. His father was a great king, but his father did make some mistakes. So he said, you know what? I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a, I'm just a child. I, I'm not sure what I'm doing. And I, I have your chosen people I have to lead here in Israel. I really think what I really need is wisdom and discernment. Boy, God really liked that answer. The Lord was pleased with Solomon that he asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for wisdom, 
and not long life or wealth for yourself, um, nor have you asked for death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. And he was. He was a great, great king. People came from all over to get his wisdom. Moreover, I give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Solomon was then able to use the wisdom and discernment that he received directly from God to rule and guide the people of Israel as well as teach his sons that wisdom. Notice, it is the wisdom of God that Solomon wrote down here in Proverbs and not the wisdom of the world. Jesus, in the Gospel of John, the one that we read today, tells us that he heals and raises people from the dead on the Sabbath because he only does what he sees his Father doing. He can do nothing by himself. Jesus shows us all that these life-giving practices come directly from our Father God, and there is no earthly limitations on them. In fact, these gifts of healing and life defy the wisdom of the world. It in direct conflict with it. Notice that is what is said here in Proverbs 3, that you trust and follow God and don't lean on your own understanding, and he will make your path straight. We live in a very crooked world. Um, our paths are very crooked. In Galatians 5, Paul writes down a list of the crooked ways we naturally tend to do without God's guidance. Those are things like sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, anger, jealousy, selfish ambition, dissension, envy, all of that stuff. We, we naturally do that. It's not something that comes from God. Then he contrasts that with the fruits of the Spirit. And those are, as you all know, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, led by the Spirit, we are completely different. We are completely different. We can act completely differently. Now, keeping in step with the Spirit means that you are following the straight path that Solomon writes about here in Proverbs 3. Letting God's Spirit work in you and through you, uh, you develop the fruits described here of the Spirit in direct contrast with the fruits of the world. Now I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my mother, so be prepared. Um, Solomon used this wisdom to teach his sons, and my mother, she, she taught me a lot. She lived to be 20, 97 years old, 
And uh, I basically was her caretaker, taking her to the doctor and all of that. And she just, she talked a lot. Yeah. And so some things I caught and some things I didn't. But anyway, she lived to be 97. And she, was, she wanted to prepare me for a similar journey. She would often describe some of the physical problems she had experienced while aging and some strategies that she would use to get through them. Now, my mother was very intelligent. And like many intelligent people, she was quite a character. She was kind of quirky. And she had kind of a great sense of humor. And as you can see, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> so, my mom drove herself everywhere until the day that she passed away. She was driving. So be afraid, be very afraid, <laughs> when I get to be that age. Okay. The only thing she did not do was to drive herself to the doctor. That is because I insisted on taking her there. When at 85, she developed breast cancer, which she beat three times, by the way, and she found all the tumors herself. Um, I told her she needed another set of ears to hear what the doctor was saying, because when she, you know, she's got cancer, it's shocking to hear that the cancer is coming back again. And you just kind of can't take in anything after that. So that penetrated to my mother. She let me talk, and she let me, she heard. So she let me do that. Now, here are mo how most of the doctor's visits went. The doctor would diagnose my mother and tell her that she needed to take some new medication. My mom, in turn, told the doctor, you just give me a sample of those pills. <laughs> and then she would take half a pill. And she said, if it agrees with my system, I will take the other half. And then I might take a whole one the next day and then you, can, then you can write your prescription, if all goes well. If not, I'm not taking it. Okay, here's the difference between wisdom and knowledge. As she knew that the pill may be beneficial, but it also may have side effects that were unpleasant. So she took it slow in order to find out wise in the world's eyes, but it really took courage for her. You know, when I was growing up, the doctor could do no wrong. We always did exactly what the doctor told us. But mom, in the, her later days, she said, nope, I don't think he does. So uh, <laughs> that idea changed as she got older. Anyway, now here's an example of actually God guiding my mother with wisdom. It is an example of her living in the house that I grew up in. They, my mom and dad built it, and it was over 60 years old. And she lived in that house, and she could see the turnover of the neighbors. There was a, now a younger group of people moving in with different kinds of ideas. We all had the same ideas at first. 
when we were growing up, but now there's different ideas. And the couple that lived next door to my mother were uh, together, but they weren't married. And my mother, it bothered her. It really bothered her. Now she, instead of saying something to them, she decided, let's build a relationship with them. So she'd bake them cookies, and they would come over and shovel her driveway, and all this stuff. And she, she, would, uh, she would talk to them and be nice and laugh, and they'd have a great time. Now, my mom prayed a lot. She prayed the rosary a lot. Um, while she was crocheting, she was praying. And one day, she knew that God was calling her to say something to that couple next door. She wasn't sure what words she would use with them that day, but she baked them some cookies and went over there. She said that, and the conversation went on, and she just kind of abruptly said to them, why don't you two get married? And they said, why? We don't see any benefits to this. And then my mother said, didn't know what she was going to say, but this is what came out of her mouth. Well, she told them, because living together like this is dangerous. She didn't know the word dangerous was going to come out of her mouth, <laughs> but it might have been the right word to say at the right time because a few months later, they came over to my mom's house and they invited her to, the, her, to their wedding. Now, God's wisdom through God's spirit made a difference in their lives. And that's just an earthly example of it. So in conclusion, I would like to say, based on what we read in Proverbs 3, 1 through 8, and uh, the chap chapter we read in um, John chapter 5, 16 through 27, it is clear that true wisdom comes directly from God. Jesus is our example to follow as he only can do what he sees the Father doing. Jesus' Holy Spirit, who lives in us, connects us to this godly wisdom. It gives us the path to follow through this world and leads us to the abundant life that God intends for all of us. God's wisdom is trustworthy. That is to say, it is the ultimate and perfect GPS system for our journey through this world. So let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus. Thank you that he took your wisdom and practiced it here on earth and showed us an example of how our paths can be straight and how those paths lead to life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in us and connecting us to one another and to both Father God and Jesus. Father God, thank you. Thank you for calling us your children. Thank you for leading us and guiding us with your wisdom. Help us to have ears to hear, eyes to see, minds and hearts open to all, that you, all the wisdom that you have for us. We pray all this in Jesus' name.